and with Jesus joy, with excitement and shout, help me welcome Prophet Adam Julius Kujo. Opedede. Okachemi Opedede. Hallelujah. Can you lift your hands to Jesus Christ? And lift your right hand to him. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Begin to speak to the Lord. The Bible says, building up yourself by your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And as you begin to do that, the Bible said you make repair. You repair the edifice of God. You repair the container of God. He said, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. How wide is your capacity? How open are you for an encounter? Jesus. You are telling the Lord that no distraction, nothing should distract you from what the Lord wants to release your way. Nothing should distract you. It's a night of turnaround. It's a night of turnaround. Zuki palalalala. Ketot satala basandara basandara. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Busha palaba katale mekosa talaba branda. Oya baba baba asha. Oya baba baba asha. Kusapele katosi andabada. Oya ya 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 ya. Shikepele kapari atole mezendori adadadash. Say to the Lord, tonight is my night. Tonight is my night. Faith is, faith is, faith is not tomorrow, faith is not yesterday, faith is. Can you lift your hands to him?
begin to behold the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. You make my life so beautiful. Yeah, and I see Lord, that every time we speak your word, you said, but you have said, we are God's unto whom the word of the Lord has come. The word of God has caused us to be like you. And thank you, the Lord. The more we become like you, the more we have your experience. The more your results become our results. Glorify your name in today's service. And let your power and your spirit be made alive in every dimension. In Jesus' precious name, we call it down. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands to Jesus. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't hear you. Hallelujah. How many of you were blessed yesterday? How many of you were able to declare last night? Yeah. We continue this morning. And I know that everything you have said, you are seeing a testimony of it this year in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. 
All right, so today we continue from where we left off yesterday. And remember I made a statement yesterday concerning the power of words. And I, sp- I explained to you that um, it is by words we act like God. In other words, um, I'm going to go into another dimension today. In Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible said, now faith is a substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not yet seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made from things which do appear. What he's trying to tell you is this, that God created the visible realm from the invisible realm. And the way he did it was by words. So in other words, words are the only means of translating spiritual realities into natural realities. So words are actually the only means by which you translate what is in the spirit to the natural. It's the bridge from the spirit to the natural words. So if you are very careless with your words, there are many blessings God has given to you. But the only thing about those blessings is that Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 said, He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That is why when you pray to God about your prosperity, God tells you, I've blessed you. That's when you pray to God about your healing. Even though you are in pain, you hear you are, you are healed. It is done. That's when you pray to God about breakthrough, your scholarship. You hear him say, I've given it to you. But you can't see the email. God said you are healed, but you are feeling pain. Because where God is speaking from is the place called heavenly places. And in the heavenly places, you are already healed. And God cannot lie. So God is bearing witness to what he has already done. That is why when you pray to God, eh, most of the times, the thing you are asking God for, he always tells you you have done it, but you can't see it in your life. Because where he's talking from, he cannot deny. Why can he not deny? The Bible said, according to Hebrews, that number one, the Holy Spirit was a witness in chapter 8 to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus was on the cross and your sins were put on Jesus, your curses, your poverty, the Holy Ghost was a witness. It is God who put your sickness on Jesus. It's God who judged your poverty on Jesus. So to God, somebody has already carried your poverty. There is no way God will agree that you have, when you say you are poor. Because he was the one who put it on Jesus. So how can God agree when you say, God, I'm poor? He can't do it. He will never deny himself. So what you think God is lying is because God carried out a transaction you have not yet agreed to. Can I show you the shortest definition of Christian maturity? When your experience measures with God's fact, that is Christian maturity. God said you are the righteousness of God. You are my holiness. When the way you live 
aligns with what God said you are, that is Christian maturity. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So when God tells you you are healed, he's not lying. He put the sickness on Jesus. So he means what he says. You are healed already. And I was there when you were healed. Your problem is that you are listening to, yesterday I showed you, and you are obeying and responding to virtual reality. No pain is permanent. Check it. No pain. Who says heartbreak now? You understand? No pain is, but the Bible says this earth, the things we see is temporal. No matter how it's painful, no matter how the sickness has lasted, it is not equal to the everlasting. <laughs> someone has outlasted your pain. There is someone who has outlasted the case. His name is the everlasting one. So when the everlasting tells you, yesterday I told you, that the match is a dead match. And in the match, you won. You are more than a conqueror. You are not deceiving anybody. When he says, let the weak see I'm strong, you are not lying to yourself. You are declaring the end of the matter before you started the fight. Because it's, an, it's a dead match. It's a dead match. Can I tell you something? Abraham suffered barrenness for 25 years plus. But at the end of the day, he was a father of nations. Uh. <laughs> Isaac prayed that God should open his wife's stomach. And God answered it 20 years later. But at the end of the day, two nations were born. So let me tell somebody something. Your problem is that you like following clock. Rather than his word. <laughs> You like clock. The clock is the problem. Praise the Lord. Oh, are you here today? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you ready to go into this? Oh, yes. Look, we can prophesy to you a thousand, thousand times. And all of you here are pregnant with prophecies. Majum, come fine. Online, special prayers, Wednesday prayers, prophetic meetings. You have entered and they called you. But up to now, you're not seeing it come to pass. Why? Why? And today, I want to help you in this journey. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When you know this, the cars, you know Bam is to come. You don't envy anybody's car. In fact, you enjoy, I told you yesterday, enjoy how Grace Army is now. Yeah. There was a time when we were young. I remember that. We had met, but we didn't know we had met. Yeah. So the time we had met, we were playing basketball somewhere. Today we can't do it. Today I can't even go to a hotel and have peace of mind. By the time we enter a hotel, everybody will be a man of God, man of God. Oh, you'll be embarrassed. But there was once upon a time, nobody knew you. That means that there may be a bar, and that's why I am I, but you have become <laughs> glorified, a glorified person. And so a time will come, pastor and his wife, apostle and his wife cannot go to Accra Beach. He has to travel out. So sometimes when you think a pastor is proud, it's not pride. Too many people know you in your country. You have to escape <laughs> to go and rest. If you don't live here, you can't rest. Because sometimes even the hotel you are resting in, someone says, man of God. <laughs> Every day he will come for prayers. <laughs> and by the time I realize, every morning you are doing prayers for the hotel staff. Go and rest. Are you understand what I'm saying? When you 
understand this principle, you are not worried, anxious, whilst you are on your journey to your substance. Because as long as it is with you, your life is hid with God in Christ. Nothing can alter. Nothing. No, you should be so secure in that. Nothing shall separate you. I said nothing can separate you. I said nothing can separate you. You must be set on that. So young, a lot of young ladies get prophetic words from certain prophets who say that they've stolen your marriage. That's a woman shop. Can so worry 10 years ago. So every day you are working in life, you feel you have missed something in destiny. And if you don't take care, that thing can become like an albatross. Albatross means that I see you marry next year. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. Yeah. Praise the Lord. In the New Testament, if a prophet tells you that they have locked your stomach, but we are opening it to go and get pregnant, that's New Testament prophetic. And yes, I mean, who see a word in your church? Fast in three days. Not be whom after one man. Not just say we didn't know one man to know. Why would you not stay alone? I understand that. So, unfortunately, in the prophetic realm, we are prophesying people into more captivity rather than into liberty. Same information, but how we are using it is terrifying people. Praise the Lord. Are you here? So we are already blessed with all blessings, blessings and spiritual places. But in that spiritual places, like I said, words is the bridge. Without words, what is given to you in the spirit cannot manifest. That means that, listen to me, the moment you are given a prophetic word, that you are going to be rich, don't get up smiling. As soon as you are walking, don't say they said. Think on the words. Yesterday I showed you. He said, receive ye therefore the law of his mouth and lay it upon in thine heart. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, after the angels had appeared to Mary and uh, what do you call it, and come to inspect Jesus Christ. The Bible said they went to see the wise men, uh, sorry, the shepherds. And in Luke chapter 2, when they met the shepherds, the Bible says, hail to men, peace, salvation has come to all men. And the angels said certain powerful things to the shepherds. The Bible said the shepherds went to visit Jesus in the manger, and told Mary in Luke chapter 2 from 18, everything the angels had said, and this is what the Bible said, Mary kept those words in her heart. That's what it says. She kept those things and pondered it in her heart. That means that they gave prophetic word that the angels said, this will be the salvation of Israel. This will be God's power on earth. Peace has come to men. Mary didn't hear it and was happy that I'm a lucky woman. The Bible says she kept it in her heart and pondered on it. It is by this she was able to raise Christ to fulfill his assignment. Mm. That means that even Jesus in the wrong house will not... Yes. Because the mother will make him use his gift early. And he can die before time. Oh, I wish I could say some things to you. <laughs> Are you here? Number two. It means that the ability of Joseph to have encounters was the reason why God could dare to make his girlfriend pregnant without another man. So that a chineer bar without DNA, God can talk to him. Be careful who you date. Who is not ready to hear God? Uh -huh. If you can't hear God, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Oh. But because God could speak to Joseph, even when Joseph was disobeying direction, an angel appeared. 
And not only so, Bible said he was sleeping one day and the angel of the Lord appeared and said, those seeking thy son are dead. So rise up and go. A father who can have encounters will secure the destiny of his children. Don't, don't be a lazy man. Be spiritual. Because some things are there. In the night, Oh, but God, I was born there. God said, you were born there and your star was a satellite. <laughs> but now your star is a bright sun. And the moment your sun has come out, you are, you, are, you are marked in the spirit. So when you were nothing in your village and your parents and your uncles did nothing to you, it's because they didn't see your light. Now that your light has come, even your children will come for them. So in that dimension, you are careful. Careful. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I explained something yesterday to you again. That the reason words don't easily come to our lips, the right words, is because, number one, we do not have the right intensity. And how do I create the right intensity? Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the overflow of your heart, your mouth will speak. That's why yesterday I said to you that, if I think on good things often, even when I joke, jokes will be scripture. My jokes will be Bible. Because that's the information I have. I don't have a Cabernet story. <laughs> I don't have a Yassian stories to affect the way I talk. The things I know, the jokes I have, are all from scripture, are all from preaching. So you realize that that is the base that determines what flows from my heart naturally. Amen. 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 Are you here? So he's saying this. If you now receive the law of God's mouth, laying it in your heart is, the Bible says, ponder. He, she pondered over these things. So the more she thought about these things, God also opened her up. Oh, Radi Jovaya. Let me say something to you. The reason why you can't pass a mass exam is not because you are daft. It's just that you are using your mind for the other for wrong things. Do you know what it means to? I mean, sometimes I can watch guys who rap, and I'm surprised how they can remember every word. In fact, some of the performers themselves they don't remember their own songs. Do you know that? So sometimes they have to put their lyrics before they can remember the rap they wrote in 1992. Yet we who are the listeners, we know the words more than they. Song after song, album after album. How? How? It's so strong that you develop the brain to a musical dimension. When they are even learning chemistry in SS, they have to use it as a song. Because if I don't learn it like a song, it can't stick. That means that I've created the way my brain receives information. Not because I'm daft. It's just that I've designed my method by which I receive information to my mind. That means that, listen, what I want to say is, is that anything you think long on, it will open its answers to you. So, more than 24 hours, constantly thinking about it. 
it will start opening up. It was, um, it's, it's like magic. Your brain will open to those things. So when you learn chemistry, your problem is that who's your chemistry? Your catcher said, chemistry is hard. Nobody gets A here. So that statement shut you down. But the people who learn chemistry and know chemistry, they think it. They dream it. It's like, that's all that's in their head. It's the same as we pastors. Do you know why it seems we have more revelation than you? When you read, you sleep. And in fact, you only read when we tell you to open your Bible. <laughs> but we, when we are in Uber, we are thinking. When we are in Trotro, we are thinking. The same scripture. When we hear it once, everywhere we pass, this book of the law, this book of the law, mm, let me try another version. This, so by the time you come, you're like, hey, Pastor, you didn't know kind Bible. We thought on it long enough for it to open up. What am I trying to tell you? If you begin to think long enough on the prophetic word God has given you, it will even change the way you walk. That God said I'm rich. Nobody will tell you something $1,000 and say, hey, it's the same. As soon as they say $1,000, eh, wonderful. Every time I travel, I go to certain shops. They are called high-end shops. Some are, when they convert their thing, you see common slippers, $1,500. Chalo what if any slide, thousand, bow me, bow me. $1,500. Jacket baku, $4,000. And look cry is 70% off. Minimum seven toes, make sure they be how much? How much? How much? You see, you have to hear some amount after your ears is normalized. When your ears normalize to that amount, can I tell you something, child of God? Let me show you one secret to success. Any money you feel is higher than you will never come to you. Check the monies you don't care, respect. They are the ones constantly are finding you. And Ghana, 50 Ghana, 10 city. And Ghana, 50 Ghana. That one, you don't have to pray, they'll find you. Imagine you can think like that for a thousand. And Obia say, I have envelope for you, a thousand, thousand. When thousand becomes normal in your eyes, it means that you don't have to pray for thousand cities. And yeah, 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 then cry, thousand will be on you. Then you move it to ten thousand. <laughs> that means that there's a category in life. One million in somebody's ten Ghana. Because they have normalized it. When you say to those people, they talk like one million and said it's a leaf on the tree. <laughs> Was as the best one million Ghana, your best man, the best 45 million to build this. Now, I'm not kind of normal. No, no, no high blood pressure. If you're beyond two or be a normal kind of bang, 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 say, 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 bra. It's a big hundred million. No more kind of has some comobi. Oh, say, wait, they're easy. Any difficult, a hundred million there. We can do something. Hey, it's normal. That's why there's always around them. Do an analysis. Any money you see as hey, breakthrough, it takes a while before you see it. The one you don't consider as breakthrough. I'm not saying don't consider as breakthrough, but don't worship breakthrough. Because the God who gave you the breakthrough is bigger than the breakthrough. Yeah. So if I worship him, it means, Lord, I thank you for this, but there's more in you. Yeah. I don't get stuck in thousand. Then you make the mistake and say, as for me, dear, if God gives you one million dollars, ha, I'm done. You are not done. When you get one million dollar taste, you look for ten. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Amen. 
I said, Amen. Amen. I used to have a problem with luxury cars. I don't see why I should have a rose. Up to now, I still don't have. Uh, I still. I'm not too comfortable with a Rolls Royce Phantom or Ghost, the low one. Because the road is not good for it. Not that the car is not good, the road. But God corrected and says there's Cullinum. That is a Jeep. It's higher. But it's still Rolls Royce. Listen, let me tell you something. There are some cars you don't drive it, it drives you. Those cars, it makes you live longer. And only car skin color crosses. Once I try to no, in foot try no, I'm a makeup. Two sunny eyelashes now you're brown. Oh blink here now you're brown. Brah, believe to be rich in Jesus' name. Your shirt is not cream. The the dust is dust that has changed. It. It's dust. In foot try no, I do spray perfume. I be do a so in a cup. In foot try no, how to yes more bango say perfume not saturated. Who sunny and say ah? Oh, we all use the perfume, but it is how you got here. If you if you use sweat to meet what you spray, it will finish. There are people who I used to have that problem, sir. <laughs> when I used to work national service, I said my bosses were smelling good. I said why, sir? He said ah, but how can you sit in trot from squish around people? When the car is not going fast, you get down because you are late for office. Now the maker will be do office now if you too. Now be looking to crash your car in it. I better not perfume that now. Listen, if anybody tells you that being blessed is a sin, they are deceiving you. Riches, Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 10, money answered all things. And a feast is made for laughter. That means that money is highly connected to feast. That is proportional to laughter. Collect money. Believe that God should bless you. You are the good people. Believe that a day a day should come. You have graduated from cash to gold bars. You enter your you enter your you need bank to open safe for you. When you enter security deposit, what be also gold bars best at 10. And gold is always an appreciable commodity. It's not paper at all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know one day this church, when men of God visit you, you give them diamonds and gold bar. You say, man of God, this is your seed. Or my bag will say, I don't know what you say. Yes, 10 kilograms of gold. That's our offering. You are the gold people. Literalize it. Make it literal. Literal. Say that gold church is only gold they give. If you believe it is going to happen in your name. It's going to happen in your life. It's going to happen in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't, don't, don't in your life. Alright. So, I said today I'm going to continue with decreeing. And why I said that was because there's another part to decreeing that's so powerful. Even in our Christian life. Now, first and foremost, when God created the earth, the Bible said that in Psalm 115, the verse 16, the heavens is for the Lord, and the earth has he made or given to the children of men. So God, literally after creating heaven, made the earth for man. Someone said the earth for man. So when he said that the silver and gold are mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills are mine, Psalm 50, what he was saying was that what is mine is actually in Adam's custody. 
Adam can use it. Adam has access to it. Are you here? But what he was trying to show us to is very interesting. Man of God, the Bible said that after God created all things, he brought the creatures to Adam to see what name he will call them. Now, it was a two-fold assignment. Number one, to see what name he will call them. That means that the goal was to name things, but in naming, he was looking out for whether Adam would name one of the things he is naming as a wife. Because Bible said he brought it to Adam, not to see if he will find the helpmate. He was sending the things to Adam to see what name he will call them. But the shocking thing about the name was, Adam was not giving, you see, usually, Adam was not giving a name to these things that was not already the name God had. Because when the Bible said he was creating, God was creating trees of every kind. That means God already had the specifications of the hair-bearing seed, the tree-bearing, or the fruit-yielding trees. So God already had every fruit, because according to what Genesis was saying, he has his specifications based on the descriptions he gave. If God is creating every tree that bears fruit, that means the list of the trees he already has and spoke it. So when Adam came, Adam was not come to teach God what the names are. Adam was just declaring what already existed. Because listen to this. Like I said yesterday, it was the earth that was formed Less and void, not heaven. And we know in heaven, at the time Adam was now naming things, the four living creatures were there. And the ox was already named. The eagle was already named. There was already a living creature in heaven whose face was like a lion. That means it was not Adam who said lion and God said that to be the name. A lion already existed and Adam caught the revelation of the name. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. What it means is this. It's simply connecting to what I said yesterday. Job 22, 22. Don't think when you are making decrees. You are making decrees that is outside what God has already decreed. This is where conflict comes in. Imagine a thief about to steal and says, Ah, as I'm about to steal, may I not be caught. That is a wrong decree. (laughs) Because you are already carrying out an action. That violates his will. Hmm. Or if you are pregnant, you can't say, because I'm a child of God, by five months' time, the baby should come out. It's not, it's a, even God, even baby Jesus didn't come out after two weeks. <laughs> because if he is God, he needs the blood. He needs the child to show up. But even God had to wait for nine months. Even God. You see, our problem is that sometimes we think because we are Christians, God must jump process. Yay! Well, you must know process in decreeing. <laughs> That's why the Bible says there are some things. According to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, when the clouds are full of rain, that means according to the principle of Ecclesiastes 11, clouds must be given rain. And that full of rain means when the process of time comes, everything you have said will appear accordingly. A 10-year-old girl who says, my marriage will be great, will not marry next week. Because Psalms 8 verse 7 says, 
Many waters cannot quench love. And even many floods cannot destroy love. But the Bible says in verse 9, verse 8 of Psalms chapter 8, he says, Psalms chapter 8, verse 8, he says, we have a little sister. She has no breast. What shall we do in the day she's asked for? Marriage. That means that no matter how she has confessed prosperity and marriage, if she's not mature, we can't give her out. That's what he said. In the day that they ask you to be given for marriage, your immaturity is the reason why your confession is not lining up. Hey, good to me. I'm showing you another key. Some people go like, Listen, if I'm going to decree over Grace Army Church that we are one million members, that's good. But that will not happen next week. What will happen next week is the proportion to which we have structure to contain our declaration. Listen to this. I'll give you an example. The Bible said, Jesus told the disciples in Luke chapter 5, the verse number 4. Now I'm building up a case so that we get into what I wanted to teach you more. In Luke chapter 5 verse 4, the Bible said, Jesus said to Peter, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Plural. Nets. But Peter said in verse 5, we have thought all night and we didn't catch fish. But nevertheless, what you are telling us, we will do. But we will not do nets, but nets. Look at what he says. His experience was reducing the capacity of the prophetic word. Because the way we have struggled, <laughs> we didn't even catch one fish. Then you appear and say we should do nets. Blah. Let's use one net. <laughs> because I don't doubt we can fill even that net. Are you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And the Bible said, when now they catch, they caught the fish, their net broke. So that their boat was beginning to sink, they had to call other people. It means if other people were not there, they've lost all the fish. So you cannot be giving 10 CDs and 100 CDs and say, in the name of Jesus, I work in hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's a good confession. That is opening capacity. But the reality is, it will come according to the measure you give. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people don't like what I'm saying. I own houses. Listen, if you don't learn how to help people to own it, if you don't learn how to support building houses for God, if you don't learn how to help others to pay rent, that's your declaration. You pay rent if Jesus comes. There is a structure in the spirit that allows your confession to have wheels. Hey. Can I give you an example? Do you know Jesus has done everything for us? It is finished, isn't it? Why are you in church? You are more than conquerors. As soon as you say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my personal savior. Say something different. Why are you sitting here? Why are you praying? Why are you fasting? Shabby is finished. Isn't it finished? It's finished. He's the ultimate sacrifice. Why are you giving sacrifice? He has prayed for you. Simon, Simon, Satan sought to sift you as peace, but I've prayed for you. So Jesus has prayed for us. He's making intercession for us. But why are you sitting here? It is infrastructure. In the spirit, if you don't create infrastructure by, by action, your prayers have nowhere to land. Now listen to what I'm saying very well to help you. So you can't be a lazy pastor 
a lazy prophet and say, the prophetic's on me. Yes, you might have the gift, but your gift will not be oiled. Bible said you have it all, but you need to push back a lot of layers of flesh, a lot of TV, a lot of girls. Push, push, push before you enter the spirit. Why? It's a gift, all right, but a car is a land gift. Without the land, a car is useless. A plane and helicopter is an air gift. Without the air, helicopter is useless. A ship, a speedboat is a water gift. Without water, that boat will be packed in your house. It's the same way with the gift of the spirit. Without the spirit, you can be a prophet, but you'll do nothing. You need to be in the spirit for that gift to work. You need to be in the spirit for the gift of the spirit to take off. So if you're not in the realm or the medium by which the thing was given, it is useless in the flesh. Your prophetic word will be a prophet. You'll be a healer. But every day you are in the flesh. Canal, canal, canal. You have the gift, but you can't use it. And it's not God stopping you. You are just in the wrong atmosphere. You are in the wrong medium. It will never take off. This is the reason why you start fasting and praying and become focused in the spirit. It's as if you don't even know how you are prophesying like a senior prophet. That means the difference between a senior prophet and you is their consistency in staying in the spirit. That's all. They don't have a bigger gift than you. Hmm. They just have experience in the usage of the gift than you. But say, my Jesus, I like the way you are. It's good. A good message. Yeah. yeah. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Are you sure? Very, very important. Very, very important. Very, very important. So, when he now brought all the animals to Adam, he was not telling Adam to name the animal beyond. In fact, if you check scripture well, because God had worked with Adam enough, Adam knew. Bible said he knew what name to call them. How, what is it? Why did he say he knew what name to call them? Because when he worked with God, by working with God, God translated the energy of his spirit into his spirit. So his spirit now testified with the Lord's spirit that he is the son of God. Number two, 1 John 2.20 came. He had an unction from the Holy One. And verse 27 says, no one had to teach Adam anything. He knew it already. It was in your system. When you, when you take a, buy a laptop, the laptop does not go and learn anything. All you have to do is download software. Everything the software brings, the laptop will do. That's all. Praise the Lord. That means when you get born again, Everything the Holy Ghost is, when he is downloaded into your spirit, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The man of God, Pastor Alex, is here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Are you here? That means that anytime the Holy Ghost comes in you, everything the Holy Ghost can do is released upon you the day he enters you. Please listen to the things I'm going to say because it's connected to why we struggle with our confessions and our declarations. And so, Adam, God brought the animals to Adam to see what name you call it. And Adam knew what name to call them. But the reason God did that was this. God had created the earth. And God was making Adam sole heir of the things on earth. According to scripture, Luke in Genesis chapter 1, he said, Be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion. Control this realm. So I'm bringing you to this realm to control it. Now, if you are going to control it, 
there's something you must do to the realm. Why? When the trees were coming, the first voice the trees heard was God. The Lord said, let the earth bring forth herbs of all sorts, herb-bearing seed, tree-bearing fruit of all kinds. Let the earth be. So the earth heard God's voice. The sea heard God's voice. And the Lord God created big whales of all sorts and waters and fishes of all kinds. The F, the sea, the air heard God's voice. So for Adam to control the F, the F will need to hear the owner's voice. But God is the owner and he's not in this realm. That means that Adam's dominion is incomplete. <laughs> So do you know what God did? God was like the bank manager who you wrote to that you have a bank account there. And your bank account has about 20,000 Ghana CD. And that 20,000 Ghana CD, in that 20,000 Ghana CD you have in the bank, you need ATM. And that ATM card, you need it to access your account. Then when they did the ATM card for you, you went to see your relationship manager. But when you took the card and you opened it, there was a number there from the bank. When you open your ATM, don't you see a number there? 4812. That's the code they give you. Then they will tell you, as soon as you enter that code, change the code to your code. So God created the trees. God created the lion. God created the moon. God created the sun. But all of them heard Adam's voice and God's voice. And God was that bank manager. And he created the ATM and put his code on the ATM. But when he was done with it, he put everything in Adam's hand. And he said, use the code. And after using the code, give a new code. So that he now says, Adam controls the F. And God has no business here. Listen, if you don't know how to decree, God can't even act for you. Oh, I'm telling you, it's a serious matter. Don't deceive yourself and say, because you're a Christian, you are praying, it's a lie. God has, if you don't go and change your ATM card, if you don't go and report that your card is not working, the bankers will not call you and say, please, it's a long time you made a withdrawal. Because it's your card. How and what you use with your, you do with your money is your business. If a thief steals it, they will not call you and say, we see somebody stealing your money. You have to do the one, be the one to report it. Because the moment he gave the F to man, he had to... Now, let me give you another one. There's something called biometric code. Thumbprint, face print, all those things. So the bank manager is there. He's leaving his post. And he says, a new bank manager is taking over. So we have to give new thumbprint and new face recognition. That means that when God was done with everything, what he did by bringing everything he created to Adam, was so that creation will see Adam as their new master. This is the reason for Romans 8, 19. Creation is not waiting for Jesus Christ. Creation is not waiting for God. Creation is waiting for that Adam who was innocent from sin. That Adam who there was no girl in. That Adam who has not sworn his heart to deceit, nor touched any unclean thing, or lifted his heart against God. That Adam that was empty, one of them showed up, who was called the original Adam, Jesus Christ. And because he was clean from sin, and his heart was not sworn to deceit, when the water saw him, the water was hard for him to walk on it. Yeah. That means the day a man understands the authority 
by his decree. What else will listen to him? What else will listen to him? So creation is waiting. That means anytime you show up somewhere, creation is waiting for the master to utter the keywords. So can I tell you something? Everywhere you went, from the grass to the tree, some of even your house, you've not learned how to use your mouth. You have to speak to your grass and say, nothing dies in my house. Many years ago, I had a cat in my house when I stayed with my parents. And one day the cat had gone to eat poison because somebody wanted to eat it. So the cat came home, was just lying down. There was this black thing on the mouth and I realized it was poison because somebody wants to eat this cat. I lifted the cat to God and I said, Ebola Sander. Creation is waiting for my voice. And whatever I lay hands on, responds. I said, I release God's life into you. What's up for a cat? A cat. The next morning, the cat was walking. The poison had cleared. I heard another story from Manasseh. He had a prophet's friend whose goat had died. He laid hands on the goat. He came back to life. Listen. What am I trying to tell you? Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Creation is waiting for you. Because you have the voice activation. That is where faith comes alive. If you don't activate, that's why I said that whatsoever ye bind on earth. You see, when you read it in the Greek tense, it does not show the English gives a certain indication that when you bind, then heaven binds. No, we read yesterday from the Lord's Prayer. Let your will be done on earth as it is, not as it will be. So there are some things that are already done in heaven. So when you bind on earth, you have collaborated and given permission that what has been bound must manifest itself on the earth. That's what it means. That's what it means. So can I tell you something? Everything you've been facing so far is waiting for voice activation. Oh, it's waiting for voice. That is why Satan's greatest weapon is not a witch or a wizard. Let me show you today. And we'll get there. But let me just tell you. The first thing Satan does to you is not a witch. Neither is he a wizard. If it was so, then the first attack against Adam should have been the horde of hell in the garden. Satan couldn't even come as Satan. He had to enter a serpent. Because the only way to get Adam was to break down his voice. That's why the temptation was, has God said? Because if I can get Adam to do what God has not said, then what he has said is an idle word. There is no power in it. So I can steal the words that has power in and twist his authority. That's what the temptation was, whether God has said something or not. Recently, I saw a skit, I think, Mount Zion or something, and they, somebody had been sent to a juju man. And the juju man said, there's nothing he can do. And they said, do something. He said, well, the only way we can do something against her is if she says anything negative, then we can use her words. Oh, I told some people recently, the Bible says, we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. We are not ignorant. And the Bible also said, the devil are adversaries, roaring like an angry lion, seeking whom he may devour. Not just say, Satan, sorry, no, baby, only pray. That means when you wake up and you from bed, Satan never sleeps, of course, because he's a spirit. So when you wake up from bed, Satan is waiting for you. This is the reason why whilst you slept, the enemy planted tears. And the tears is sometimes you poke it up. Yesterday was a powerful service, but some of you woke up this morning depressed. Satan planted tears whilst you slept because he knows that if you break away from that emotion, you will declare and he can't stop it. Yeah. But the first thing you wake up when you sit on your bed, 
You think you are even talking to yourself. But the first thing you say, mm, I send a bad deal. Do you know what you have done? You have immobilized another realm. So in the morning when you wake up, angels are waiting. Demons are also waiting. What will he say? <laughs> and if he says today will be a bad day, even when the angels were holding your present, they were holding your million dollars, they were holding the contract, as soon as you wake up, the way I'm feeling today, that's why you always say, I feel like today will not be good. Why didn't he tell you it will not be good? But he always comes to you by feelings. Let me show you how Satan works. Anything that is not established in the fiscal, Satan will continuously bombard you in your mind. You don't have that growth. Neither do you have the lamp. Something feels like a coagulation of fatty cells in your breast. But Bibi, catch yourself. There's a lamp in my breast. Yes. And it's not good enough grounds to go and check it. So he does not waste. Listen, if Satan knows there's a lamp, he will tell you, go and check it. You will see cancer. But he doesn't start with cancer. He starts with a suggestion. That thing in your chest is growing. It will be like your mother. He, he, he convinces you for your mouth to say it. That I think what is growing in my chest feels like cancer. He'll start growing it. Then all of a sudden, cancer cells will start manifesting. That's why when somebody asks you, how are you doing? And you're not fine. Ask them, no, until you made that statement, you were feeling symptoms, but you were not yet sick. Ah. But as soon as somebody asks you, how are you? It's like I'm getting malaria. After two hours, you're shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the day I saw this, as soon as you asked me, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm not somebody who will call you on my phone and say I'm dealing with something. Because I know the day I discuss it, I've entrenched it. Mm. <laughs> because if it was not there, it would not be in my mind. There are some of you who don't even think about some things. When you go and do check up, they say your BP is high. But you've never talked about it. That's probably a medical thing. But there are some things you don't even have. But when you go to the hospital, you are feeling something. And something is telling you, go and do checkup. Go and you, you are joking with your life. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. Then the, the next thing he does is, oh my God, I'm going ahead of myself. But let, let me not go ahead of myself. Let me, just, let me just not go ahead of myself. I want to show you some things. So that you even know how to confess. You don't defeat thought with thought. You defeat thought with words. That means that, listen, and what I mean by that, in every practical sense. When you are baffing and all of a sudden a thought comes to you, you will die by 50. Shut up. Don't be, don't be silly. Never happen. No. Don't think it. Don't think it that mm, I don't think. Speak it out. Because if you don't speak it out, it will be a debate in your head. Yeah. Back yeah. forth. And yeah. because it's in your head, it will give you more pictures. And that your, your answers will keep reducing. Even if you win in your head. Because you didn't vocalize your, your victory. When you go and lie down, it will come like a dream. Like it will not stop. It will, it will be on you for two weeks because you are still doing it in your head. Anna, 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 you are just doing that. Words silence thoughts. Someone does something to you and you are so hurt. And the voice tells you that he did it on purpose. He's not a good friend. Say in the name of Jesus, what kind of foolish thought is that? 
I walk in love. I cannot hate anybody. If you don't vocalize it, you'll be shocked. You with all the Holy Ghost, you will start seeing your pastor some way. If like, even your own wife, if like, don't vocalize it. You'll be lying in bed. It will affect your dream. It, eh, because you are silent. It's called water under the bridge. The more you are quiet in attack, the more you see more attacks. Don't be silent. Don't be silent. You will see more. Because he's called the one the word First Corinthians chapter, Second Corinthians chapter two, the verse eleven and twelve. The word is mind games. The word device is numa, numa. The literal is numata. It's like the word charisma and charismata. Plural, mind games. The word numa is mind, mind imaginations, thoughts. So we are not ignorant of the thoughts from Satan. Satan plays mind games, and the whole point was concerning verse ten. Verse ten says, "What whom ye forgive, I also forgive." That means that. It was in regards to forgiveness. Have you noticed that the place where you struggle to forgive is because you are thinking the person did it on purpose? The mind games is always an offense. It looks like the person knows what they are doing. And you say, if you don't know what Satan is doing, you will mess up. Answer swear. That's why when Jesus was handling Lucifer in Luke chapter 4, did you think Jesus was talking in his head? If you think he was saying in his head, then look at Luke 4, the last thing he said to Satan. It is said. It is said. He told Satan what has been said. And based on that, Satan left him. And when Satan left him for a season, Satan came again. In Luke 22. Go and check Luke 22. Satan was coming for every disciple. Because the Bible said in Luke 22, the verse 1 and 2. Look at what he said. And the devil entered into Judas. Verse 2. He entered. He said, uh-huh, 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 verse 3. And Satan entered into Judas, surname Iscarius, then 31, verse 31. So he has got Judas now. Then Bible says in verse 31, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked of you. So when he finished Judas, he was looking for Peter too. That means that day he was looking for anybody who made himself available. He sought to sift you as wheat, but I've prayed for you. <sighs> <laughs> I want to finish Judas. He was looking for Peter too. That's why Peter was similar to Judas's betrayer. Judas killed himself, but Peter left him. Yeah. Oh, he must search Jesus. Amen. Say amen. amen. Now the message proper. <laughs> No, the message proper for today. Because no, I, you see, it's not just a message. I'm really, really trying to practicalize today's session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that when you, your, your life will be different. Yes, your life will be different. Benson Idahosa never went reverse. That means when he's coming here and they say he should come out of, he will pack in such a way that he's always moving forward. No, he will not pack reverse. Yeah. The way you, as of you always pack it the way that his car is going out of, that he will put reverse gear. Yes. The gear will never go reverse. It's always forward motion. That means when he's parking. So this park we park. Benson downstairs will not park like that. Do you know how he will park? He will park this way. He will even park and come this way so he comes out. No. He will park, turn around the runabout at, uh, what do you call it over here? Around the gutter. Turn, U10, and drive straight. It's always a straight drive. And when he's also parking, he won't park in the lock that he will do reverse. He will park in such a way that as soon as he presses that he's on drive straight. 
That's how he drives. It's personal revelation. Because he doesn't even want his brain to ever think he's going backwards. I'm telling you, it's a very serious thing. I'm telling you, that's somebody's revelation. That's somebody's revelation. So, these things we are teaching, I'm not teaching a theological point. This is very practical. And it's the highest level. It's the highest level of operation with God. The ability to decree. And knowing how, when, which atmosphere a decree is functional. If you understand this, it changes a lot of things. Now, number one, I'm saying to you that as soon as God brought all creation, he gave the voice access to Adam. That is why even if there's a demon in you and you are born again or a demon is harassing you, if you don't rebuke the demon, God will not stop the demon. No, see what I'm saying very well. You can be staying with a witch. If you don't deal with the witch, God will not deal with the witch for you. Don't deceive yourself. Don't. A housewife comes to your house for the first time. I want your job. But you are sensing something is off. If like be quiet, it will be okay in your house. But as soon as you are sensing, as soon as you say, oh, Madam, thank you for accepting me. In the name of Jesus, come out. Don't fall down. <laughs> I say, my dear, it's not you I'm looking for. It's what is in you that's here. When <laughs> <laughs> the demon goes, he say, ah, I did not know. He say, yes, it's good. You see this house, we decommissioned a pilot. <laughs> I had the old bar with lines near CZ. Won't you? I of fear. That you're flying, you won't fly. Because I have children in my house. It's not now you come to fly in the night. Maduria Kaba. Ah! And once in a while you scare them. So you just be praying Zandorobo. Then you see when you are sensitive like that, eh, and you have authority, the only go say, descend downstairs. She's about to fly. So say, was second tell no at the prior battle from where be done. Who be two? Who be two? Because be one nice say we say say prior no be falco. I know be case. I say I be be chum. I know yes say obe sane obe obe fruit be no way. Can't you say? Be there tomorrow to try flying this house. You will learn your lesson. You see, no, there's a remnant. That's what Bishop Wedepo had. Was cast down to the same way. He said, He slept there. After that, in the night, carried it to the evil forest. He said, Now call your friends, let them come. He said, They can't come. He said, Why? He said, Because you are here. Devils are afraid of those who know these things. When you are, when you are moon in the spirit, you know, some of you are dumb in the spirit. You have no words in the spirit. So Satan is pestering you, yet you have all the power to handle him. That's why I told you that Satan will always fight your emotions. Number one, he will say, You are not righteous enough to speak. Yesterday I showed you right words. The word right is the word righteousness, conscious words. You should know you are cleansed by God. I'll show you a secret today. Do you know even when you sin, you still have power to cast out the devils? He didn't say he that is righteous. He said anyone that believes, not anyone that is holy, in my name, they will cast out devils. So you start praying, Zandoria, man, 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 the devil say, bro, bro, this thing's not going to work. <laughs> I'm like, why is it not going to work? He said, you look at the things you have done. Yeah. Then you tell the devil, number one, I did not sin against you. Yeah. You are not the one who forgives my sin. Yeah. So shut up. Ah. This is a father and son matter. Ah. No, it is the highest dimension of righteousness. I'm not looking Satan eyeball to eyeball because I did right. It's a gift I carry. 
carry that gift. Okay, to change the way you deal in life. Absolutely. So, you have to understand that you have been given the voice activation. So, if we come to the bank, if we come to the vote, the ex-manager, the even, even when you go to banking halls, the CEO can come to the bank. If the operating manager does not go to the vote with him, the door will not respond to him. Because the access code is not designed for him. So is it on earth. You have the access code for God to release his power into the matter. So if you don't open the door, God wants to help you, but you are silent on the matter. That's why your sons and daughters, you don't joke with them. You lift your hands and say, in the name of Jesus, nobody will give you wrong food. I put an embargo on your digestive system. Any witchcraft food you eat in school, you will vomit it. That's how when your child comes home, they will vomit everything. I'm not saying this thing by guess. It happened to me. My mother laid hands on me. And she told me a certain family house I shouldn't go to. After school, I went there. I ate. When I got home, I vomited everything I ate. And they said, ate them. Then I mentioned where I've eaten. Because she knew the way I vomited it. It's not from It's not something I should eat. That's the day I realized. So till date, any meal, whether it's a watch seller, teaser seller in Ghana, that has something from the occult in it, it will make me react biologically. No, there's a realm like that. Even your biology reacts to idolatry. But it does not come because you're a child of God. Declaration. You put this body under lock and key. Do you know? You can declare in the name of Jesus. When the spirit of lust comes around, I will have nausea. Uh, because some of you, eh, the people you are lasting after, they are Dracula's in the spirit. They are snakes on their head. And angels are looking at you like, how are you? Why are you? This one is like, and you are, what? the girl find you, eh? You can ask my wife. Well, when you are talking about something, you are too quiet, because of that prayer, I don't even need to pray. My, even my biology senses. If you have been with too many men, my body can feel it. Because I'll begin to feel nauseous. I say, me so me. I don't know why. Then I look at your face, I say, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uchi. You've been roaming a lot. <laughs> so, Osafu, if you have this biological reaction, how can you ever be close to somebody who does anything funny? Yes. You can't be at, when you get close to a person, you will feel like vomiting. So you will not be able to be around such a person. Hmm. Are you here? Say voice activation. So in this Christian life, everything is voice activated. Yesterday I showed you something about the word of righteousness. It's the speaking of righteousness. Righteousness is not a thought, it's a speaking. If you don't speak it, you will be a babe. I'm the righteousness of God. I had some boys who came to me who were dealing with pornography. And I said, you know something? Begin to declare it anytime you are tempted. So one told me, said, Daddy, mm. one day I was watching porn. As I was about to type it, I started declaring, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm the... He said, by the time I did the 10th one, I couldn't type. I was frozen. A lot of you think you are the righteousness of God and sin is in front of you. If you don't declare it, you see, once have I spoken, has God spoken? Twice we hear then all power. If you check, if you check the original text in Psalm, Psalm 62 or Psalm 65, if you check the original text, the word power is uh, uh, the word belongs, it's not there. Find that scripture for me. 
Psalm 62, verse 11. Is it 62, 11? Yes, I think so. Psalm 62, 11. Put it there for me. Good. He says, God has spoken once, and I've heard this, that power belongeth unto God. If you, I, I wish you had another type of version. You will see the belongeth. Who has the Bible, Bible proper? Check on your phone. Don't check your phone. That's why. You You have to see so you believe what you are saying. You will see the word belongeth. It's in italics. Or it's not even supposed to be there. It's in brackets. Have you seen it? King James. The word belongeth. They put it in italics. Have you seen it? You see it. Who has a Bible phone? You see it. The word belongeth. It's in italics. On the, this, the, I think the software is not showing it. But you see on the phone, the word belongeth is in italics. So actually, the Hebrew actually says that God has spoken once. Twice I have heard that power unto God. Yes. It's italics. So the word belongeth is not there. That means that anytime you speak what God has said, he is saying that the power that is from God, the word unto is from God, power from God. Power from God is made available in the matter. Don't be silent though. Power from God is made available. If you really belong it, it means that when you speak again, that no, it's not about belonging. He's saying power from God. So that's why he put the word belonging to give the indication that the power that will manifest is what God has. But it actually means power from God. So when you declare a thing that God has said to you, what God has stored as the power to defeat it, the power to handle it, is the power that shows up. Even in Leviticus, in, sorry, in Luke chapter 17, the disciples came to Jesus Christ and Jesus said, it is impossible for offense not to come. But when it, it comes, the Bible says, woe unto him by which it stays. Now, then the disciples came to him verse 3 and said, Lord, if our friend sins against us, 70, and he says, how many times should we forgive him? Then he says in verse 4, 70 times 7 a day. He said, in a day. So he said, if he trespass against thee seventy seven times in a day, seven times in a day, ten again, and I repent and repent, thou I said, and, and re, ten again to, to, to thee saying, I repent, thou shalt. He said, so it means this multiplication is a day. Per day. The seven times seven is per day. It's not a week, it's not a lifetime, a day. And I don't think there's any human being in your life who has 49 indictments. It's not true. There's nobody who says it's up to 49 in your life that you are not happy with. It's probably not even up to 10. It's either 1, 2, 3, 4. And that is even in the span of 20 years. <laughs> but Jesus said 7 times 7 a day. And the disciples said, what? Even to cry. Since we were born, we don't want to forgive. Is, this, is it a day? We can't do this a day. Then verse 5 says what? Verse 5. It says, then increase our faith. Do you know what he was saying? He said, even forgiving people requires faith. Then Jesus says something about that faith. Verse 6. He said, if you have faith, as little as a master seed, ye shall say to the psychomine tree, oh, be rooted, be plucked out from the root and be planted in the seed. He was linking the psychomine tree to offense. And he was saying that even when it comes to offenses, the operation of dealing with offense is not mental. Is vocal. This same statement is what you see in Mark 11. Say to the mountain, be moved. He said when it comes to offense, say to the tree, be moved. He said, say to the mountain, be moved to the sea. 
say to the second man, be planted in the sea. That means the way you declare your problems, you declare by faith, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I walk in prosperity. In the name of Jesus, my children are prospering. It's the same thing you do with offenses. In the name of Jesus, I'm not offended with a joy. In the name of Jesus, my heart is clean from pasta. I'm not offended. That's, he said, by, if you don't vocalize even forgiveness, it will never happen. That's why Christians can be... You can hold bitterness for a long time. And you don't know why it's not going. Prophet, I've done everything. You've not done everything. You've done less one thing. And that less one thing is declaring that unforgiveness like you declare your problems to vanish. The way when you wake up in the morning, I'm blessed. I'm holy. I'm the righteousness of God. It's the same way you do with unforgiveness. I forgive. There's no bitterness in my heart. Glory to God. I love this brother. I love this sister. Oh God, I do him good. I think good about him. That's how you do it. So every aspect of your life, without vocalization, you'll not see manifestation. Today, I'm not showing you a decree just for miracles. I'm showing you a decree for living. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you are struggling to pray. It's a vocal declaration away. I pray hours. Do you know how I started to pray hours? God showed me a trick. He said, Adam, this is how you do it. He said, a man. He showed me Psalm 19, the verse 5. He says, it's like a bridegroom that enters the chamber, like the sun, the tabernacle which is prepared for the sun. And like a strong man that cometh out of the chamber, rejoicing to run the race. And I said, huh? I said, every race of prayer, add rejoicing. So I said, Lord, where is this? He said, if you know you come to pray for five hours, when you wake up, don't say, hmm, Lord, this five hours is to be hard. Though. What you have said is what you will get. No, you will think it's a joke, but you will get it. But when you wake up and say, Madoria, Father, tomorrow <coughs> we are doing this five hours. And when you wake up in the morning, <laughs> five hours. We will pray five hours. I have the capacity to pray. And this is the prayer I pray. I suspend biological fatigue. I wear God. The strength of God is upon me. The armor of God is upon me. Jesus is interceding in heaven. Therefore, the intercession anointing is on me. You have to even declare your capacity before you enter the zooming. Look, I know men who have prayed 24 hours, 36 hours, and 72 hours. They didn't do it by normal power. Something took over. And you, you know what it means to pray 24 hours? Non-stop. Hello. <laughs> you have to wear God. God has to take over your biology. You will smell all the anguamo, coconut oil. Hey, 24 hours. 24 hours. He has to take the desire for cook. He has to take the desire for your normal, necessary food. And that's how it works. Don't wonder when Job wanted to study the word. I have esteemed thy word above my. Even his confession for the word. Is the reason why he was able to enjoy the word. A lot of you don't confess that you like the word. This one of the confessions is the word of God is alive in my spirit. The word of God comes alive when I open it up. I am not blind to his revelation. You, that's why Ephesians 1 is a powerful prayer. You don't think it, you pray it. Vocalization. See, Christian Sumno, if you don't vocalize it, there will be a problem. No lady will make me fall. It's not pride, confession. Don't say, hey, we are men. We are men. Don't be proud. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Not me. But they koskapa. Kedalabashalaba. Nandorobosayaba. Job also had to vocalize it. 
I've made a covenant with my eyes that I'll not look at a woman twice. Even the ability not to admire another girl was a confession. It's in the Bible. So some things are that you think, what am I struggling? It's confession. It's the way you keep talking. You keep talking. You see men who go like me, dear, hmm. And then two dear, and then two dear, and you point to so you'll be married, but when you see a nice girl's leg, you can't help yourself. And God forbid, if the person is the devil's agent, you are in trouble. Because Wawaka, you have dug your own error. Now to I don't know, I'm not saying you don't admire some things, but the Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Don't go and emphasize weakness in your confession. When there are many things to emphasize strength in your confession. You see pastors go like, So the moment he says that, that he has invoked a law. Uh, Yesterday I showed you, he said, I do it. For example. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. That is why he also said in Ephesians chapter 5, that husbands love your wives. He was telling you that the way you love your wife is what you did at the altar. I will love you till death do us part. Do you know what you were doing? It's confession. So every morning you wake up, you have to make declaration, I love my wife. Nobody else. This is the best God gave me. God was kapah. And that's what Adam did. Mother of my children, Eve. Mother of my children. You, look, look. If you like, don't confess. You'll be shocked. I'm trying to bring your mind to this, that every aspect of your life, not just miracles, is a vocal activation away. You are too quiet. You are too quiet. You are too quiet. You are too quiet. It's a vocal activation. It's so serious that even Jesus was so vocally activated. When somebody says something negative, he corrected them. Yes. He said, I'm from above. So we don't say Jesus do confession, but Jesus did conversation. I'm going to show you something. When you vocal do vocal activations, it becomes mindset. Because I said to you, you've, that's how you now think. So when somebody greets you and says, oh, poor you, Kai, something in you is reacting. Me. Poor what? <laughs> take your words back. Take your words back. <laughs> poor who? My God. I'm not poor. It's a reaction. When you do vocal activation for a long time, then I don't stay in the economy of Ghana. The economy of Ghana is not my economy. My economy is from Zion. I'm nourished from Zion. He will not bless me according to the coffers of Ghana. He will bless me according to his riches and glory. And glory is where God is. And glory, the Bible said, he is able to make the gold and the silver to find me. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, I cannot be broke. So when they say, IMF has given them this, so because of that, the economy is going to be tight and nobody can be employed. Stand in front of the teacher and say, I will be employed. Argue with the TV. Watch me. I'll be employed. Maros of That's how you. That's how you do life. That's how you do life. Somebody asks you, "Do you have money?" I don't have money on me. Be specific. Don't say I don't. It's true. I don't have. I don't have money on me. It's the same statement Bill Gates will make. He has money in the bank. He has money in assets. But he might not have cash on him all the time. So when somebody asks you, do you have money? Oh, not on me at the moment. Wherever it is hiding, it's not their business. Whether it is in Echo Bank or in heavenly places, it's not on you at the moment. 
sons of Saint Mark, my shame, my shame. I shall be as I shall be born, me hope. And you know that me hope, I pay me, I say, hey, hope, I will. You sentence yourself, and I told you yesterday, if you do that, you are nullifying your own prayer. Mm. Only for you. Now listen to me. I'm just bringing you to Revelation today. I want you to practicalize these things. Practicalize these things. In Hebrews chapter 3, the verse number 1, he says, Consider the high priest and apostle of our confession. The ASV says our uh, King James says profession. ASV says confession. ASV, confession. What he's trying to tell you that your profession is not the bank. Your profession is not your medical degree. Your profession is not sewing. What he's trying to tell you is that your profession is actually confession. That's why yesterday I showed you. It's not what you are eating that defiles you. It's what is coming out of your mouth. So he's intermingling confession and profession. So when they ask you, what is your profession? Say, I'm a confessor. Because no matter the job you find yourself in, without confession, it will not produce for you. I told you I was working in civil service. My first salary in 2009, November, was Actually, 321 Ghana cities, 98 pesos. I remember it. The day I saw the thing, I said, what? Also, that's my salary, 2009. I said, hey, I cannot build and marry with this salary. Oh, no, no, no. What kind of salary is this? And I ended with 1,300. So it means in just in seven years of working, all I increased in was 1,000 cities. And civil service. And I said, God, I cannot. He said, I did not send you here for salary. I sent you here for seed. Your work does not make your living. Amen. Oh, can I show you something? I was sharing some people recently. I told them that we have been wired to think we are what we do. So when we ask you, tell me about yourself. The first thing you say is what you do. Yes. I didn't ask you, tell me about what you do. I said about yourself. That's why the French are very interesting. There's something called French. It's a way of work, if you learn management. In management studies, there's a style of management called laissez-faire. And laissez-faire means a casual way. It's not a strict way of working. And the French have laissez-faire. So when you ask a French that, tell me about yourself, they will never mention what they do. They will tell you, I like nature. Um, I eat in the morning. I'm a fun person. They will tell you who they are. But in our side of the world, when they ask you, write, I am. <laughs> so you meet anybody and ask you, tell me about yourself. Oh, I'm a banker. The fact that you're a banker does not mean you're a correct person. <laughs> but we're always hiding behind what we do, thinking because you say you're a banker, you're a good person. It's a lie. Who are you is different from what you are doing. That's why you can have criminals who are bankers. You can have thieves who are behind ATM. Am I lying? So the fact that a banker does not mean you're a good person. Don't we have 80s bankers? We have witches who are doctors. We have occultic masters who are consultants. So who, that what you do does not make you a dignified person. It's who you are. But that's what I'm trying to say. So even in the body, we think that who we are is what we are doing. That's why we are struggling with we are the righteousness of God. Because we are not thinking of who we are. We are thinking we have not done righteousness. So it's hard to say we are the righteousness. Mm. 
But when it comes to the scripture, you have to approach it by laissez-faire. <laughs> you are before you do. You are before you do. You are before you do. I said you are before you do. You are a king's kid. So when you speak, you must know these are words of a king, not a servant. In fact, if you even check the kingdom par uh, parallel, servants don't talk. So the moment you enter decree, you have left the domain of service. You are in the realm of control, command. You have to understand that. Hmm. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Oh, amen. amen. Are you here? Yes. Now, two things that we pray. The first one I want to address is concerning unbelief. Now, unbelief is a very dangerous enemy to decrease. It's a very dangerous enemy to decrease. Once upon a time, in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus gave commands to the disciples and said they should go into all the lost house of Israel and wherever they are received, they should leave a blessing. In his name, they should cast out devils, heal all that were sick and all that. And Bible said when they went, none lacked anything. They take no, they take no purse, no script, no stuff. Everything was done for them. Demons obeyed, were subject to them and they came back excited. But in Matthew chapter 17, seven chapters later, a man brings his son who is sick and he says, the disciples of Jesus should help this boy. They start praying for the boy. He's falling into the fire. He's becoming worse. And Jesus is praying. And Jesus descends from the mountain of transfiguration. And when he comes from verse 20, he comes to see these guys. In fact, from verse 16, he comes to see these guys struggling with the boy. And Jesus comes to meet them and says, oh, and, they brought, he said, and I brought him to your disciple and they could not cure him. Then verse 17, he says, Oh, Jesus answered, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither. Verse 18, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and it departed out of him, and the child was cured that very hour. Now there was a problem. Everything Jesus did, the disciples also did. So verse 19, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Why is it that we couldn't cast him out. Because they didn't do, Jesus didn't do something new. Otherwise, you won't ask him this question. Of course, you go like, ah, same here. But the same thing Jesus did, these disciples also did. But Jesus own work, theirs didn't work. So they asked, why couldn't we cast him? Then verse 20 came in. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Verse 21 is actually uh, an addendum. So in the original text, 21 is not there. But the addendum is actually linking everything he has said. How be it? He said, however, this kind, not the devil, goeth out but by fasting and prayer. And the kind he's talking about is unbelief. Because the Bible says in, jo in Luke, in fact, John chapter 16, sorry, verse 7. That the spirit of truth shall come. The world does not know him. But he shall what? Uh huh. It's a spinning that will come unto you. I'll send him unto you. Verse 8, he says what? Verse 8. And when he is come, he shall repute the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Then verse 9 says, their sin is the sin because they don't believe him. So the Holy Ghost does not come to rebuke you for adultery. 
You let, don't worry, don't go far. The Holy Ghost's first assignment is against unbelief. He said, of sin, because they believed him not. Not of sin because they committed the adultery. Not of sin because they lied. Of sin because they believed him not. Unbelief is a product that opens the door for all sins. Follow me very well. You understand something? So of sin because they believed him not. Hmm. Then once upon a time, the disciples came to Jesus Christ. John chapter 6, verse 28. John 6, 28. Then said unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Verse 29 said, Believe in him that has sent me. So he's saying the work of God. Verse 29. Verse 29. This was the answer to Jesus. This is the work of God. That ye believe on him whom he has sent. So God's work is faith. <coughs> he said, This is the work of God. That you believe in the one he has sent. That's the work of God. Listen to what I'm saying very well. So, these disciples were struggling with this boy. And Jesus said to them, if you had faith as little as a master seed, you would say to this mountain, be moved. He said the same thing in Luke 17, 6, master seed. And master seed is usually the description of the faith that is given to us. Yet in Romans chapter 3, 12 verse 3, he said, God has dealt with every man the measure, not a measure, the measure. That means every believer got the same type of faith at salvation. The measure. Same. And the measure is quantified as a master seed. So every believer, when you were born again, you were given master seed faith. And he said, that master seed is able to move psychometry is able to move mountains, is able to handle, because he's using the same master seed for an epileptic boy. He's able to handle sickness, he's able to handle mountains, he's able to handle offenses. That master seed has, it, listen, oh my God, it's small like that, but it's capable to handle all things. Because it's the measure. But the measure is master seed. God is so amazing. God didn't give us a big one to, no, small. To tell you that the quality and potency of that small one ah. is serious. But do you know how that small one is called? The Bible calls it Dureba Zero Pataya. The Bible, and the reason why it's called small is because the person who manifested it in context to who he is, they had to just use master seed. The Bible says, You are, it says, therefore, according to Galatians 2:20. I am crucified with Christ, therefore I live. Yet not I. The life I now live, I live by the faith. So the measure of faith is the faith of the Son of God. But for God to have faith, it has to be measured as master seed. Because God is faith. So to have it, it must be a seed. I don't know if you could tell me. God is faith. He said, have the faith of God. God is faith. So for us to receive it, and for God to use faith as a seed, he has, to, he has to measure it in context to who he is. And he said, in measurement to him, you let's give you master seed measurement. That's small thing. I want to show the world that you don't need plenty. Just one small grain is enough to move things. <laughs> because actually, faith to fail. When we enter perfection, we don't need faith again. Because reality has come. That's why love is what oppresses them. But here is where we need faith. 
Now, this is the point I'm telling you. That means the man of God. What moves mountains is master said. And Jesus said, if you have faith. So when he said faithless and perversion, he was not even talking about big faith. No, that's what he said. The rebuke was not, why didn't you have faith like a, like a hill? Why did you have faith like a, like a house? But he says, listen, perverse and faithless generation, if you have faith as small as a master seed, you can move mountains. This boy is not a problem. This one is not a problem. So where did unbelief come from? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Let's go there. I'm going to show you why a lot of you are quiet and why a lot of you declare, but nothing happens. It's because of unbelief. Unbelief. It's a serious cancer. <laughs> One day, Prophet Manasseh said, a faith crisis is stronger than a health crisis. Faith crisis is more dangerous than a health crisis. Tell him. Take heed. Departing from God means you are losing your focus on Christ. But the moment it brings the adjective living God, it means that the oppression of Godhood, the power of God, the abilities of God is available in the living God. The moment he is just God, he is a religious figure. But living God means he's an active person in your daily living. And he says, unbelief, when he shows up, you have not left God, though, but you don't believe God can still do some things. So unbelief is not that you don't believe again, but just that now, some things are there, and yet be beyond the empire. That conversation, that talk is unbelief. Bibia spiritual, spiritual. So for any Bibia spiritual, that's unbelief talking. Everything fasting, fasting, fasting. So for some things that they have to go to the hospital, that's unbelief talking. Man of God, it's not everything that has communion. Some things are there. You have to take tablet. I'm I'm a testimony of communion. Look, communion. Communion. <laughs> I don't even wait for my bottle to finish. And somebody will say, but look, sometimes God can be rebuking me. Where is your communion? One of my daughters was working in a mine. And she got cut. And she was bleeding. Then she had taken communion to sight. And said, just don't know her. Put communion on your hand. She was a fair friend. She just put communion on her hand. And when she put communion on her hand, she just pressed it and spoke in tongues and continued work. So after five minutes, the friend said, hey, let's check your hand. When they checked the hand, it was as if somebody has used suture to sew the hand together. A deep cut had closed without needle. Without just pouring water, something that looked like wine, on the wound, it closed. The friend shouted, hey! I go to church. We take communion once a month. But now I believe communion. I'll buy my own. I put it, Listen, you think it's a joke. The problem with the child of God is... When you were following damp idols, you were ritualistic in instructions. But when you came to the living God, communion bottle is less powerful than that red cojine you were putting on a teddy bear. What you see teddy bear? You say, now much. What's sorry? Now the fault. You say, how, how, how? We're going to see you back Ah, today I'll be rich. You were faithful in those practices. But when it comes to communion, I'm tired. I don't think it works. You see, it's the devil working on you. It's the devil working on you. If there's anything that is spiritual direction in the Christian faith, it is Jesus who said it directly. As often 
as often, it means you can take it three times a day. You can use it as a replacement to the paracetamol. You can you I'm telling you something. As often. Get your personal bottles. There are special ones pastor will pray over and minister to her. But get your special one. As often. Minister communion to your babies every day. You'll be shocked how your babies will remind you in the morning. Their children, they like communion more than anything. When they see communion, they will come in the morning and say, communion, communion, communion. When you put it in their mouth, when you're having taking your mouth, and you will see those children, they hardly go to hospital. Communion. Don't joke with it. You see, sometimes we know a lot, but we don't use it. That's the Christian problem. We have arsenals, we have bazookas, we have bombs, but we have, we have, we have down, we are emotion, our emotions. Look, if you're a Christian who can overcome your emotions, you go far. It's called enkratia, your emotions. It's, <laughs> you go far. That's what's that stopping you, your emotions. We are emotional, Dodo. Emotional, Dodo. Bumpire say, never had me boy for me, couldn't hear. Tia Bumpire, let's, who couldn't be done, let's hold hands. You are not praying. You are not praying. How will you pray? How will you ascend? <laughs> so the moment unbelief comes, you are, you are departing from the living God. You don't believe prophecy again. You are tired of these things. You are tired. No. Sometimes you need prophecy to be repeated. Now I said in the book of Ezra that these people, they build it by the prophesying. Sometimes you need to build by consistent prophecy. It's not a lie. Something is happening in the spirit. Something is happening in the spirit. Ah, can I show you something? Have you ever been in your room and you'll be there and all of a sudden a cup will fall down or your door will open and the wind was not blowing? How come? <laughs> or sometimes you're in your room and all you hear is ding, 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 ding. But your road, your house is far from the road. But your house feels like the roofing is shaking. What's happening? What's happening? It is called the sound code. Now listen, sometimes your, even your dress can be lying there. Then I see if it has fallen down by itself. A cup that does not have a business in falling down. Obviously, moving on top of it. I'm like, ah, who is moving these things? A sound. You see? <laughs> I didn't want to go into the science of it. But also, I have a shadow. My shadow cannot be held by its matter. Do you know my shadow is matter? The fact that it is this thing, this black thing you are saying, is matter. The reason why I'm saying it's matter is because it's doing something by preventing this thing from showing its real color when it shows up on it. It's matter. It's occupying a certain space. But just that because the space is small, we think it's not enough matter. But it is matter. Yet when I'm standing here, I can't see my shadow. Yet, I'm not looking at my shadow. But when I move, my shadow is moving with you, right? But as soon as I stand there and I tend to look at my shadow, my shadow is also standing there looking at me. In science, there's something called... Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Light has a certain way. It's both matter and wave. So there's something called wave-particle duality in science, physics, quantum physics. And in that thing, what he's trying to tell you is that Light is a wave, yet you can measure it as a particle. In other words, 
When I don't look at light, let me give you an example. The sun. The sun you see is not the sun in space. What we are seeing, that white light, that hot sun, yellow in the sun, it, that's not the color. The sun is orange, like hot molten lava. But what we receive is the brightness of the sun. So, what he was trying to say is that in the science of it, when you don't look at spiritual things, they are moving. But as soon as you tend to look at it, it looks as if they are standing there. It means when you don't look at matter, light, it's a wave. But as soon as you look at light, it's as if you can look, you can see the lines, you can see everything that makes the light light. That's what we call the wave particle reality. And he says that's what happens in the spirit. In other words, I can decree a thing. When I decree it, it's moving. But every time I tend to inspect whether what I decree is moving, it will look like it's standing. So the scientists say that it's as if the particles have intelligence. If they see you are looking at them, don't stand. As long as you are looking at them, they'll start moving. What am I trying to say? Hey, listen, it's simple. Every time you take your mind off the things you are believing God to do, after you have declared once, they come faster to you than the things that every two minutes, I'm going to be rich. Then you go and check your bank account. It's just as if your bank account is not moving. But when you take your mind off it, after making declaration, by the time you realize after two years, what you declared has occurred in your account. That's the science of it. So they now did a certain science, and they said, apparently, everything also has a level of energy that it receives from our speech. So the scientists now are explaining something. That when you are in your house, a shirt falls down by mistake. The cap moves. And you're like, ah, nothing moved this cap. Apparently, every time we are talking, oh, Pastor Buffo, how are you doing? <laughs> the bottom moved a little. But we didn't see it. So every day you turn, the cap looks at the same point. That's why the last time you checked the cap, it was okay. So you are wondering why all of a sudden it has fallen down. Because every time we speak, we are producing sound waves. That's why I give the example of, your, this is the street. Your house is about 100 kilometers away. Yet when a tipper truck does bam, bam, it feels like a head and earthquake in your house. There is distance, yet the effect of the sound still reaches your house. So I can be standing here, and I will be speaking about 2024, that by December, I shall see A, B, C, D. Right now, it doesn't look like it's moving. But every day I make confession, I'm vibrating feather, I'm vibrating feather, I'm vibrating feather, I'm vibrating feather. So every morning confession is making what I'm looking for getting closer to me. So by the time I read December, that thing has manifested. Never stop talking. Every day you make a sound concerning what you are believing, it is getting closer to you. Sometimes you will turn and look at it, but it looks like it's not moving. But it's moving. It has shifted further. It shifted a little bit. One day without you seeing it, it will just fall in your lap. And you're like, how did it come? Then you go and check. I've been declaring this many years ago. I went to check some of my diaries. And I've written certain testimonies. I'll give 10,000 to this man of God. I'll give 20,000 to this man of God. That was as, as much as 11 years ago. 2013. And those things have become realities. You write it, and you read it, and you run with it. That's how you deal with unbelief. Because unbelief is this. 
He says, lest, verse 13, verse 13, why would this happen? If you don't exhort one another, there's something called the hardening of the deceitfulness of sin. Every morning you wake up, life is designed in such a way to take something from you that makes you hardened in believing the living God. Your mother died. Your cousin died. After much prayers, the thing didn't change. If you don't realize quickly, you have become hard. Very soon, when they say, let's pray for a dead person, in your head, you are becoming hard. And the Bible says the way it is done is by sound code. So the moment I see Pastor B, I say, Pastor B, how are you doing, sir? Oh, God, some time ago, I dealt with a death case. And these are the things I did. And I did this and I did it. Do you know what I've done? As I vocalize it, I have shifted hardening and I've released life into his spirit. So unbelief is actually faith that has visitors. Can I show you what that means? The disciples had faith. The same faith they had to go and cast out devils was the same. But do you know the mistake? When they were praying for the boy, do you know why unbelief came? They were feeling pity for the boy. You can't heal anybody you are pity for. There's a difference between pity and compassion. That is why your family members, when you are praying for them, it's different from when you are praying for a stranger. But when I say be healed, I don't stay with you. So I believe that what I've said is enough to help you. But when I say be healed and I go home with you and you tell me my head, my shoulder, my knees and my toes. After me who prayed, I will call the doctor. Doctor, where are you? We are coming over. I prayed for you, but your pain is affecting my emotions. So immediately unbelief has set in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This is what causes a lot of you have declared this, but it's not happening to, it's not coming to pass. Unbelief is, let me show you how to diagnose unbelief. God has started, but along the line, something happens. And it makes you feel like it won't happen. That's unbelief. Mark 5. There was a man called Jairus. I was going to call Jesus. That Jesus should come and pray for his daughter. On the way to the house, a woman touches him and virtue leaves her, him and heals her. But on the way, the people from Jairus' house came and said, don't worry the master. Your daughter is dead. So, Jairus has faith that Jesus is going to heal his daughter. But on the way to the process of healing, somebody brings information that this thing, don't waste his time. Your daughter is dead. Immediately, Jesus realizes that something has added itself to Jairus' faith. So look at what he says in Mark chapter 5. Go there, Mark 5. When they said, worry not the master. Mark 5, quickly, quickly, quickly. Let's see what he said next verse. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, 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 no. Jairus, they said to him, worry not the master. For your daughter is dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Kobara Sana. Oh, speak in the language of the spirit. Yeah, Sunday Rebe Sabraba. 20 what? 20 what? 20 what? Quickly. Yeah. Yes, yes. Keep on, keep on, keep on quickly. When they came to tell him, I want us to get her. <clears throat> next verse, next verse. And the Bible says, a certain woman, no, jump, jump, jump. I think from verse 30, eh? Yeah, quickly, quickly. I just want to show you. Aha, uh -huh. virtue has left him. Next, 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 32. Let's see the story of Jairus. It continues. Aha. Uh -huh. Oh, find it, oh, find it. Don't let's jump, jump like that. Aha, uh -huh. good. See what he says. He says, 
While they yet speak, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is there. Why are you troubling the master any further? 36. And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken to Jairus, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. So the issue of unbelief is you are believing with fear. You are believing with doubt. So the man said, I believe, but help my unbelief. So Jesus said, the way you deal with unbelief is having pure faith. Only believe. Don't believe and doubt. Don't believe and analyze. Don't believe and be thinking, are you sure? Don't believe and be having a divided mind on the matter. Only believe. And he said, when you only believe, that becomes the master seed faith that can move any mountain. So Jesus didn't say, believe. The moment he added only belief, it means the man believed. But something has married the belief. Fear has married the faith. That is what unbelief is. Unbelief is faith that has been married to something else. That's unbelief. I believe, oh, but God is not alive again. These miracles, they are fake. Because if God was real, my own should have changed. So, but that means any faith in one, baby, come. And your friend unbelief. I believe, but unbelief. The Bible says unbelief comes by the events of life. You become unsure of what God is saying. Unbelief. Today, I came to show you faith. And how do you only believe? Go back to the thing you were hearing. Hear it again. Rehear it again. Let it distill all fear away. Hear and hear again. And yesterday I didn't say this, but let me say something. In Romans 3, 13 and 14, what caused one to sin and fall was the mouth. Do you know the first thing God redeemed in the church and in the new creation was the mouth? Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was come, the first thing God touched was the tongue. Because Romans 13, 3, 13 says, man's mouth was an open sepulcher. His tongue was full of deceit. His lips was a poison. And his throat was as like a, a what? what? What do you say? Verse 14. His, his throat was an open sepulcher. His mouth was full of cursing and bitterness. So for four different indictments, he spoke about the mouth. Before he said, feet that are quick to shed blood. So almost everything that he described about man's fall was on the mouth. So when the day of Pentecost was come, the first thing God touched was our mouth. If you can use your mouth well, your life will change. You will be satisfied with the fruit of your lips. What you are saying is what you are living. That's why I said your profession is your speaking. When I was getting that salary, God told me, said, Adam, I am not the God who is limited to salary. I can give you four times more. Also, I was earning 321, but my tithe was 1,002. God found a way. That was the day I knew. Stop living on your salary. Stop. Hold your salary and say, in the name of Jesus, I am four times more. Your mouth. Your mouth. Your mouth. Do you know why you are stuck where you are? It's because of the lack of proper use of your mouth. Any ungrateful person is subject to stagnation. Is this my life? On ingratitude is the reason why you are where you are. But let the people praise thee. 
Let the people praise you, God. Then the earth shall yield his increase. So when you are a pastor and four people come to church, kneel down and say, Father. Four people were able to come for service. Wow, what a blessing. That statement you just made, the next week it will be 10. So anytime you are stuck, it's a product of ingratitude. You didn't thank God for what he gave you. And it's a product of unbelief. Today, I want you to know that God has touched your mouth. And because God has touched your mouth, when you speak in tongues, you are purifying your tongue. Listen, we're going to pray. And today's prayer is going to be different. I'm going to show you a way to pray. Anytime you are praying and you realize you are lost of words, let's go to 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. Anytime you are speaking in tongues and you are lost for words, or you are praying and you are declaring, you are making, he said, he that prayed in unknown tongue, prayeth, his spirit prayeth, but his understanding is unfruitful. Now look at this. He said, look at the language. Please, let's read together. I want to go. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. This is a true statement. 15. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the... Now, he didn't use my understanding. Because verse 14 says, when you are praying in tongues, my understanding is unfruitful. So don't read the next scripture as when you pray in tongues, the next thing you say is your understanding. That's not what he said. He said when you pray with the spirit, you are praying with the understanding also. That means anytime you do sakota palatia topalabasa, raska palabata palababa, and you are done, and all of a sudden another word flows from tongues. I make it, I make it. It is not your, it's not your understanding, it is the understanding of the tongues you just spoke. Because he says 14. Let's go to 14. Come on now. Come on now. He said, he said, what is it then? It means I'm speaking in reference to this. I will not pray with my spirit. When I pray in tongues, my spirit is praying. Yet my understanding, how Adam understands things, is not working. What is it then? What am I trying to say? Verse 15. I will pray with the spirit. And I will pray with them, not mine. So anytime I speak in tongues and words follow in English, it's not my understanding. It is the interpretation of what I just said. Yeah. That's how you make decrees. That means sometimes you are praying. Your understanding is saying, many years ago, I was at mountains and as I was praying, I, I was on a prayer, you know, marathon. And as I was praying one at midnight, I saw a woman that was praying by my side. The man is married, but she is praying to annul the marriage for, for a new person to take over. So somebody is literally praying for divorce. Are you understanding? No, do you understand? So, if you don't take care, sometimes we are praying with our understanding. Sometimes you are praying that God should let you divorce, but that's not the issue. If you only knew the understanding, you understand that if you pray for this divorce, you are going to start a chain of divorces. Because the issue is not the man. The issue is that there is something that will fight any marriage you'll be happy in. That's why sometimes you are praying in tongues. All of a sudden, a word will come on your lips. Abundance, 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 abundance. And you don't know why it's repeating. That is the understanding. And what God has done is that, sir, God has used fire, cloven tongues, to purify the tank. 
So now when you say abundance, the speed by which abundance shows up is faster than you saying, Father, I want abundance. <laughs> so when you speak in tongues, allow the Holy Ghost to give you the understanding. The understanding becomes the decree. Because the decree is not, if it's not consistent with God's decree, it's, com it's not commanded. You are wasting your time. You are wasting your time. Have I shown you how to do it today? This is the place we get to, and we don't pray for our desires. You see, the Bible says, Whatsoever thing you desire, but we get lost there. Whatsoever thing you desire. That person who has had a place at whatsoever thing he desires has not got impure motives. He said, Whatsoever thing you desire, when ye pray, believe you receive it and you shall have. Yet James 4 said, verse 3, you pray and do not receive because you pray amiss that he may spend on your last. Yet he said, whatever you desire. Then Psalm 37 now comes to tell us in verse 4, delight therefore yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Then he said in John chapter 17, if my words abide in you and ye abide in me, John 17, 7 and 15, 7, he said, then what ye shall ask whatever ye will and it shall be done for you. That means there's a place where your desires are so purified God can trust you to desire anything. Can you imagine he said whatever you desire? So you are there like, he called Lord, I desire a second wife. Will God answer such as a prayer? No, it's true. But the Bible says whatsoever you desire. <laughs> you have to be careful with this context so that you can know that, no, there's a place I am. That's why some things are not working. My reasons for the car is not purified. God has no problem giving you a car. But if it's God giving it to you, then it's not coming the way you want it to come. It must come in a way where you don't even want it. Who has ever received a miracle that it came the time you don't need it? I've prayed, 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 prayed. You don't even care for jobs. Now the jobs are calling you. The time you needed the job to show a girl B so that she would say yes to you, it didn't come. To prove a point that also, oh yeah, man, it never came. The time you don't need a job, now the job is speaking for you. We men of God, that's what happens to us. The time you want to go to Abroche, it won't come. The time you don't want to travel, that's what people call it. Man of God, can you come? You're like, I don't have time. You have lost desire. That's how God does it. So today we are going to pray. There's somebody here, I saw, it's like cycles. Men have come, gone, come. Or four men actually. And God said he's putting an end to it. But you must take your ground. Must take your grounds. Take your grounds. Any, any vulture that shows up in your life to swallow up your glory. No, you have to, you have to choke that bed. Also, we have some beds in my area. I don't spare them all. You have a policy. No, if it's daytime, ground speed, I'll come out. Even if I hear bed do cha 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 on my roof. Ah, your legs are broken. No, he said the spirit man now judges all things. A lizard do not pass through my hall by mistake. Yeah. A lizard. It's not your natural place. Ephira, who bought the house? <laughs> I can't call a gecko Ephira. Never. Who is the owner of the house? When I was buying the block, were you there? I should call you Ephira. For what? That means I've made an animal the owner of the house. Oh, yes. It can't happen. Let that gecko look at my face. I say, jump. Smash you in the air. <laughs> no, 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 not
there is a place you must get. And it becomes, you know why it becomes like that? Your boldness is a product of the abundance of your heart. Fear is hidden in your heart. That's why. He says you do not doubt in your heart. The Aramaic version says, if you don't have a dividing mind about the matter, you will have whatever you desire. A lot of you have divided minds on the matter. But today we are going to lift up our voice. Because I just told you something. In the realm of the Spirit, Jesus has done everything for us. According to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 20, he has given us a new and a living way. But if the new and the living way has demons on the pathway, it is not God who brought them. You have allowed them to be perching by your junction. Somebody must wake up at dawn and say, this nonsense, eh? we are stopping it. So some days ago, I was lying in my bed. I'd opened a certain door in the spirit, and I knew that that was not happening. So I was lying in my bed. All of a sudden, I saw somebody consulting an entity, and the entity was pushing a purple gas. So the gas was coming out of the spirit. And I saw, I inhaled a little bit of it. And I woke up and said, in the name of Jesus, I stopped this. So I lay on my bed for a while. The Lord said, they were sending death into your body. Oh. I heard it clearly. So when I woke up, I was taking a shower. All of a sudden, my, my joints. And my doctors told me that apparently, I was showing symptoms of pneumonia. <laughs> I said, ah, we shall see. So when I stood up, I began to wonder, who, who at all wants me there? Who, who? You see, so Satan was playing emotional games with me. Instead of you dealing with the what entered you, you are asking who. That's what human beings are. Instead of you to find out your solution, who is doing you will not stop what is doing you. We like that question. Who is doing? I, I, boy, I met some time ago, he had stroke. I said, somebody has thrown this. He's a prophet. I know. Can you tell me who? I said, brah, <laughs> do you want to be healed or you want to know the who? <laughs> so we asked the wrong questions. Well, I didn't tell anybody. I'm the type, if I'm going through things, I don't. That's why I've been very cool lately. Because I, I knew I was dealing with something. Dealing with principality. I knew I was entering a certain realm. So when you sent that prayer, I knew something wanted to stop it. And it was purple gas. So some days ago, God told me, says, remember the covenant I have with you. Now stand there. Take a deep breath. And tonight, say after me, every gas that you inhaled, we exhale it. I said, I saw the gas leaving the system. Every last inch of it leaving the system. What am I trying to tell you? If you don't decree, even your deliverance is in your mouth. He said the word of faith is 90 even in your mouth. God has given you the power. That's why you can be carrying sickness and the healer is in you. Because no voice activation. Let me show you how to heal yourself. When you feel pain in your body, stand there and say, in the name of Jesus, God's life, I direct you towards the pain. Life of God, go to the pain. Absorb the pain. Immune me from pain. Absorb it. Quench it. Neutralize it. And lie in your bed. You have something growing in your body. Go and lie in your bed and say, angels of the Lord, come and do a surgery tonight. Command it. He said, command me concerning the words of my hand. One day I saw a bed on my roof. Making noise. You know those night birds. I say, ah, on my roof. I said, Lord, I can't permit this. Zandor, me, I know. Satan knows I'm a te- I will worry him. Me, Satan knows. Zombere, bezi, bezi, bezi. I said, hey, quick, wah, quick. At 10 o'clock, almost 1 a.m. I, I think it was 12, almost 1. I finished praying. I was saying, quick, wah, quick. Those night birds. I said, hey, on my roof. 
You can do it on any tree, not on my roof. Where I sleep and receive revelation, you are on top of it. I said, man, doros on doromos. Then I went to the tap at 1 a.m. Me to have time for such things, you know. So I opened the tap. I pour water in the bowl, in the pail. Zondonomo, zondonomo. Then I climbed the polytank and I saw the bed. The bed was... He ran. I heard him crying for another 10 minutes. You will see something, sir. I, I'm telling you, sir. I turned that water to the acid of God. What do you mean? On my roof? Sometimes you have to give Satan a deadly warning. And when Satan sees some of you, he does a lot of karikasha, so you can't say anything. No demon has power. I've done one time I was ministering at Bishop Oti's place, and I was casting out a spirit from a girl. She got it from rape from her father, and she has kept it in her heart. When I was casting out the spirit, the spirit was angry. Do you want the spirit that she, she was looking at me and said, I will hurt you. I said, Don't they hurt me? I said, Leave it. He was just looking at me. And I took what I said, If you can hurt me, come. In the name of Jesus, she was on the floor. They fear those who know who they are. Many years ago, sir, there was a person who sold out of Hong Kong. She had a name. She was a witch. Actually. <laughs> oh no, she was, I know. Also, so one day I was, I had a vision. God said, that lady is away. She flies at night. I said, but why do you buy her? He said, oh, you've been touching her. He said, all of you, the house, everybody that buys her, you touch her, but you just don't know. So the Lord said, let me show you how the house of your father is touching her. So Monday, they sent me, daddy sent me, I should go and buy something. So when I took it, you know, of course, a spiritual man judges all things. So as I was going, the Lord said, watch it. So I gave her, I said, madam. And when I was buying, the lady couldn't look at my face. Her face was down. So I told her, I said, I'll buy this. So when I finished buying what I said, the Lord said, look at where she puts your money. She didn't put it in a bowl. She put it on a, a shelf. And I realized as soon as I left, she was quick to, sh to give that money as change. Then the Lord told me, he says, you don't know what you do to wizards and witches. That is why sometimes everybody is buying watches. So the next time you feel like eating watches, this is how you should go to the watches. I'm going to torture somebody. 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 As you are buying the watches, Zondorobozobo, Mame Gary 50 Pesos. Mame Wache 5 Ghana, Zobrata Talaba. And she will just squeeze her face. Masa Yentem Yentem, then you are laughing. And then, Obeti Bibi, I'm here to burn you. You see? So when you understand your decree, you are the landlord. Witches are pitches. In the realm of the spirit, witches are pitches. They have no legal grounds in that. Oh, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like the tarmac. When you are landing in another country's runway, if you are not part of the planes they have arranged for the day, they have to ask permission and make way in middle of other flights before you can land. That's how witches are. And you are afraid of them. That is why one of the greatest things you do to a witch is to discover them. As soon as you discover a witch, they start fighting you physically. They don't want to see your face or they always say something bad behind your back. Sometimes people you've done no wrong to that consistently speak evil about you is the oppression of witchcraft. You've done nothing to them, but they just don't like you. It's witchcraft. Witchcraft. When you know this, 
you decree. You are staying at Kiseman. You are staying at Domicula too. You are staying at the market. When you are working, say, I own this land. Every operation is mine. When you enter an estate, this estate is under my care. Nobody flies here without permission. I kept declaring that. A young man came to our area and asked one of the guys I stay with. He says, is there a man of God around? He said, yes, my, 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 my distance is a, a, a prophet. He said, aha. He said, when I moved to the area, I could feel there's a, it's a territory commander in charge. It doesn't come because I'm anointed. It came because I declared what God said I was. So some of you are in places where you are the commander of the area, but you are quiet. So witches fly easily at night. The spirit of the area comes upon you in the night. Ah. You have told said, if you like enter my house, you will pay. You will pay. You see, you are diverting and fan home home to the wrong thing. It is for Satan. For seven transgressions, I shall not forget. It's the devil you don't forget. Because in the realm of the spirit, demons also don't forget. So when the devil transverses into your zone, causes you pain of any sort, have a council meeting with the angels and say, for what Satan has done to my marriage, to my child, to my business, he will pay seven times. And for every shame, I will get double. That's how you sit down. Satan will advise himself to come your way. But he knows you will not spare. He will terrorize him. Today, your mouth will not be silent. You have been quiet for too long. Today, something must be let loose. You are in the taxi. You try it. The Uber will say yes. When he sees your face, you say he has changed the trip. But when he got there, the juju he collected to take passengers, you don't match it. You can't be influenced. Also, for some people who are not doing something to show that so. Because you understand the power of decree, oh, yes. you will take me where I'm going. On yes. <laughs> yes. so on what you show that so I will say our I catch us. We a senior Edrora. You are taking me from Osu to Amasama. I be full for swat. We be sa sa never leave. I corrupt some swat. We are the one that will come. I <laughs> <laughs> he will see, he will step on it and t- take you to your house. Quiet. You are denying your power. Mm. Many years ago, I was working and I was praying, and the Lord took me to my office and I saw a cobra on my boss table. <gasps> and the Lord said to me, He has inquired about you. So he told one of my national service people that go and tell Pastor Adam that he should continue serving. The way he follows God should take his service. Then the lady said, Why? He says, I know what I've seen. So the Lord told me that he has inquired. So the people you are asking to work with, you think they accepted you in the company. Some of you are even crying. They didn't pick you. What you were bringing was not going to help their spirits. They used to run the business. That's why some of you didn't get the jobs because some authors will not permit such employees. You just are not aware. That's what I'm saying. When God opens your eyes in the spirit, there's nothing that will be denied you that you will cry. You know there's a superior working. It's just that the people can't stand you. That's why you didn't get the job. It's not God's wickedness. You carry something they can't stand. It changes everything. It changes everything. And somebody's root us me. I know where he's coming from. I know it's witchcraft. I have a daughter like that in Canada. She said she was working and she was speaking in tongues with her friends. All of a sudden, a white woman ran to her and said, Stop what you're doing! Stop what you're doing! Stop what you're doing! A white woman. 
reacted to her. Stop what you're saying. I don't even know you. He said, stop the things you're saying about me. He said, ah. And he says, she said she just shouted, Jesus. And the woman ran with a shouting. A white woman ran with a shouting into the, the park and vanished. So one day I told her that every junkie in America, every drug addict that is on the streets and they are junkie and standing there, I said, speak in tongues very strong and intentionally walk by them. You will see all of them will be seen and they'll be looking at you. Because all, all madmen are hotspots for spirits. Yes. When spirits are cast out of people, instead of them running to the sea, they find the nearest madman to enter and wait for the next person to possess. It's a decree, but where I'm passing, you know, let's let's then you're bomb because maybe I'm in an armor. I'm trying to message now. I conquer. We'll move for my decree to I conquer. Hallelujah. I'm just showing you a couple of things. When the Lord showed me that one day I was walking on Palomasa and I saw a madman come in, the Lord said, Let me show you what I just showed you. And the madman was on the on the pavement in front of Paloma Hotel. Everybody that got there was walking on the floor. They were avoiding the madman. But when I got there, I was also God said, Who is in charge? He said, What you are doing, you are looking like a madman, and the madman is looking like a wise man. Because you are now walking on the streets, and the madman is running on pavement. He said, Come on, go back. So I just stood on the book and paid me. I said, Zandorozon. The madman saw me coming. He now went on the streets. Ah. And when he got by me, he said, Good afternoon, sir. I said, Good afternoon. <laughs> oh, yes. Listen. Listen. Verhoban, Boshala. What am I trying to tell you? When it comes to decree, you must be as bold as a lion. You must see Goliath and say, I will kill you. Because behind Goliath is your throne. Any impediment in this life journey is just an obstacle for stronger muscles in your next glory. So when you see something fighting your family, fighting your children, there's a muscle you are gaining. That devil cannot stand you. That devil cannot stand you. I remember Benson Dahosa said many years ago, when the spirits did not allow them to land, Bishop Sa said it. He said they were flying and the uh, storm was preventing them from going to Benin. So they got derailed. The pilot could not find anybody. So he said, he went to ask the pilot, said he doesn't know where he is. So Benson just lifted his hands. He said, make contact. All of a sudden, they made contact with Control Center. And they said they were on their way to Port Harcourt. So they have taken a detour. It's like you are going to Kumasi. And by the time you realize you are at Côte d'Ivoire, <laughs> And they landed there, and it was raining. So when the rain subsided, they were about to take flight. And Bishop Sa said, he told Papa, Archbishop, that Papa, can we have organized a bus to drive us to Benin City? And I said, Ghana boy, we are not taking a bus. We are going back in the air to finish it up. <laughs> can you imagine? You are entering the air in a machine, in a territory of heavenly principalities of darkness. To finish him in the air. That means Obebo home away match. And he will defeat Satan in his own home. He said, We are going back in the air to finish the devil there. These are men who understand decree. Once is enough. When you come to the revelation of decree, you don't talk long. One. As soon as you say out, forget the shouting. Out means out. One is enough. You are aware. Because you are not decreeing your feelings. You're speaking the law of the mouth of God. And you're speaking as commanded. 
One day I came from home and I saw my mom rolling on the floor from work. And she was rolling. Let them, let them be breath. And the first thing a son will do is take your mother to the hospital. But do you know when I saw this woman? This was about when she was almost 60, 60 or so. And when I saw this woman, instead of me to say, I'm taking her to the hospital, I climbed the stairs and I said, Devil, get out. I said, Mommy, get up. Go and drink water. I'll be back. And I descended and went to my room. That's all I said. I didn't touch her. Went to my room. When I went to my room, I came back after 30 minutes taking a shower. Somebody did that your mother is rolling. You make decree and you went take shower. And I came back upstairs. When I came upstairs, she was sitting down drinking water, enjoying a drink and watching TV. I said, what happened? It's as soon as you made that decree, the Holy Ghost said, prophet said, go and drink water. So she said she crawled to the fridge, took a bottle of water, drank it. As soon as she drank it, she sat down. Then the Lord told me, says, this is where you must have dominion. Sentiments is the foundation of failure in spiritual matters. It's your mother, it's your mother. It's your mother, it's your mother. It's your mother, it's your mother. Next day you'll be in the hospital going to ambulance because your feelings are involved. That's why many times, even as men of God, we fail with our loved ones because your feelings is part of it. But it's easier to help somebody's mother to be healed because your feelings is involved. I'm not saying this from theory, I'm speaking from practical. I've prayed for people to be healed from cancer, but my own family member died of cancer because your feelings are involved. Every day you get a call in your heart. What is happening now? It's like you are having nervous, and Satan will be giving you images. This will happen to you, and you are thinking that it's like you are, you are just clouded. And that's the day I learned a lesson. When it comes to authority, separate your sentiments. It's not my brother, it's not my sister. I deal with you like I'll deal with a member so that I can see the deliverance I'm looking for. So today, I want to show you decrease work. But they must work from absolute knowledge so that you can have quick response on any matter. Is somebody ready to decree? Yes. I know you've received so many prophecies. Yesterday I told you, when you fall down that prophecy, wake up and decree the prophecy. Yes. Every day you are working, I'm rich. I have $100,000 in my account. I own estates. I own estates. That's how you operate. Yes, that's how you operate. It's going to happen like that. It's going to happen like that. It's going to happen. Ha! Ah, like that. Shendere. Shendere. Speak in the language. Just bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Just come. 
verse number 29. Job 22, 29. This is the reason for the song. When the Lord said, let there be light, it is in your speaking. No, go to 28. Thou shalt decree a thing, it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine on your path. The light shall shine on your path. And yesterday I mentioned to you Ephesians 5.13. Light is that which makes manifest. That means that when you decree, light that comes is light for manifestation. Anything you have not decreed, you are not entitled to its manifestation. Decrees are for manifestation. It is the trade between spirit and material. Words are the bridge from the spirit to the material. That is why you capture it in the spirit and you declare it in the natural. So we are going to pray right now in Jesus' name. The burdens of poverty, the burdens of lack, the burdens of pain, the burdens of difficulty, the burdens of good thoughts. Some of you, you are struggling with evil mind, like you can't just think positively. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, you are praying, let there be light in my mind. Let there be light in my body. Let there be light in my business. Let there be manifest. Light means manifestation. Let there be light. This contract, let it light. This miracle, let it light. This children, let it light. You can speak it out to generate the power to speak life. Come on, lift your voice. When you speak in tongues, you speak with the understanding. And I see the light of God shining, shining. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. Open your spirit and begin to make decrees. Begin to make decrees. Begin to make decrees. Make it take a pair of pellets of pellets. Ayah, 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 Manifestations, manifestations of light. Ra, 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 ra,
your family. Light into your family. Light is entering your house. Light is entering your house. Light is entering your house. In the Kepaluata. Let 
shared in Mount Zion. None shall say they are sick. None shall say they are sick. None shall say they are sick. It's not your portion. It's not your portion. It's not decreed. It's not the will of God. Himself helpeth I speak our infirmities, yet not I that grows. There's a crawling spirit within you, and I grow, yet not I that grow. There's a crawling spirit within you. And I grow, yet not I that grow. The heavens are open. Ha! I grow, yet not I. And I grow, yet not I that grow. There's a growing spirit within you. And I grow, yet not I. The Spirit Himself helpeth. There is a growing Spirit. I see the Spirit of grace and supplication. There is a force coming upon you. There is a growing Spirit within me. Yes, I grow. Yet not I that grows. 
There's a praying spirit. A kutai within me. Oh, no more difficulty. There's a speaking spirit. I will know what to speak. He said I should open my mouth and he will fill it. I will not know what to say in that day. But the Lord himself will fill my mouth with words. There's a speaking spirit within me. Oh, and I speak. There is an anointing for judgment. There is an anointing for judgment. The declaration of the verdict of God in matters arising. There is an anointing for judgment. And I see it in this room. Grace Army, you will be characterized as the speaking church. The anointing for judgment. Yes. Lift your hands to Jesus. Listen. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes. The power to speak. The Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. First Timothy 1, verse 7. Verse 13 says, Hold fast to sound words which thou hast seen in me. That means that sound words produces sound mind. The word sound words are healthy words. I see the Holy Ghost touching tongues. Just like Zechariah, he made a speaking man dumb. Because his own words would deny his testimony. So the Lord held the mouth of Zechariah so that the miracle of Elizabeth would not be denied him. Hear you, Israel. Hear you, daughter of God. The Lord is touching your tongue. And this is the sign. You will speak with a frequency of tongues. Speed. Your, your tongues is gaining speed. God is cleansing it of negative words. Ushers, please help me. The, your, the, your tongue will speed up. It's like, it's as if your tongue is let loose. It will feel like you are getting baptized in the Holy Ghost afresh. And that flow is cleansing you of negative words. Sharpen to 
Yes, yes, yes. My dear, it's coming on you. Your tongues have been purified. The coal of fire is touching your tongue. It is loose. It's loose to speak good things. Some of you have struggled to declare good things for your life. You have struggled to declare good things for your life. Because sometimes your mind goes like, how can it be? But today, say at the Lord of hosts, there is a speaking spirit. There is a speaking spirit. There is a speaking spirit. How be the spirit of God speaketh expressly. The spirit of God speaks expressly. There is a speaking spirit. Yes, speak into that house. Speak into that house. Speak into that family. Coming from Kwewu Mountains. Kwewu Mountains. Kwewu Mountains. Speak into that family. Let the power of God go there. Let it excavate. Let it bring to light. Glory. I see people speaking. Somebody has entered the water region. I'm standing in ho, 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 ho right now. And I see you are speaking. Excavations. Things that have been buried. Concerning breakthrough. Concerning breakthrough. I see bringing it back to light. The spirit of the Lord, as you are speaking, has taken me to Asante Bekwai. Asante Bekwai. And I see the Lord arranging things again. He's arranging things again. I am in the Brangahafu region. I am seeing the Lord arranging things again. Hey. The Lord is there. The Lord is in your hometown. The Lord is in your father's house. The Lord is in your mother's house. The Lord is in your biological house. Whatever was spoken that is contrary to the reality of God for your life, I see there be a repair. Thank you, Holy Ghost.
Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just be silent before the Lord. Just be silent before the Lord.